podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. It's October 8th, uh, 2019. It's Tuesday, and you might be surprised, but let me explain a few things. So, index is 7.8 today. It's approximately 300 points above 7.5. We reached capitulation last week. Okay, um, which issues have risen up, and which were which ones were we identifying to be right? Uh, I opined that for October, even before things happened, that with a market so concerned about recession worldwide. And it's a valid thought. Um, the, the defense mechanism would always be consumer staples. So you could, you could see that our theory was right. Uh, SBS Holdings was going up in Japan. This is the Togarashi powder maker, the chili oil. Um, you've got McCormick near all-time highs in USA. You've got Beef Gudon Bowls Yoshinoya going up. And then you also have a lot of consumer staples staying all-time highs, whether it be Procter & Gamble, Unilever, those types of things. Food manufacturers, which we opine to be strong. Secular trends on foods. Uh, I advertise Conagra Foods and Kellogg's. They're doing well. Conagra is up 3%. Uh, it's holding well. It's about 28.80. And Conagra is approximately up 45% for the year. Started at about 20 so 20 to 29. Uh, I still believe that the, bull, the bulls have the upside for Conagra Foods. So if you don't understand why we have a bullish, uh, well, I have a bullish call on Conagra Foods, you could do your research, you could search, um, use the Viber search button, type Conagra Foods, CAG, made a podcast. Uh, but the basic theory is frozen meals and snacks. Uh, frozen meals are up. Uh, about 50% and snack foods going to the healthier trend is a good move for Conagra which owns a lot of great brands Conagra Foods owns Bird's Eye uh, owns um, recall that Conagra Foods bought Pinnacle Farms acquisition it was an acquisition so I also like Kellogg's just check those two things uh, Conagra is the one with the 31% market share in frozen meals and it's up 50% year on year. It's about a billion dollar business for them in a quarter or about $4 billion in a year. It's growing wild so I want you to pay attention to that. It's a fundamental buy and technicals are okay. It's, it's fine. Uh, technicals, I think it made the jump from 27.8, 27 areas. So it's a good buy. We have a lot of good fundamental buys. Um, probably you saw in some of my sharing that Funko is a buy. It's a long-term buy for me. Uh, it's a $1 billion market cap. I opine to buy $19.20. Those who didn't get in, get in even at $20. Uh, the bullish case on Funko is intact. Earnings growing well. You're entering here at less than one times price to sales because their prices sales would hit about 1.2 to 1.4 billion uh, by 2020. 
and um, Funko also is making a movie and they will open their Funko Hollywood store this is a huge pop-up store uh, where you can see like life-sized Funko Sailor Moons Funko Dragon Ball Z um, I mean limited edition collector's item of Funkos and so forth so expect that to be fireworks on November 18 or leading up to that either way we're entering the holiday season so I would suggest that um, holiday season is a merry merry making hour and merry making time so it's good to have some toys in the portfolio I like it as a long-term play I think for the short-term traders Funko's gonna hit a bit of a resistance near 25 um, anywhere near 22 to 25 you've got a bit of a selling pressure there but I think anywhere near 20 bucks is a good buy those who don't have it go go ahead and get it I, I like Funko um, I gave a lot of good um, recommendations in the Philippines our capitulation bias finally we were correct so pure gold hit 36.30 it hits 40 bucks today uh, I opined a move of 41 to 42 for pure gold um, the thesis was really simple I didn't even understand why it fell but um, the reason I think why a lot of consumer names today have risen with URC as our top pick is because of the Cetera tax law. So what is the Cetera law? It's actually a way to rationalize tax incentives. What they're saying is if you're creating jobs, then you get a tax incentive. So it's a performance-based measure for um, companies to not fool the government and getting tax incentives when they're not really creating jobs. So this in further incentivizes one and a half million Filipinos to have more jobs um, increases transparency um, our leaders generally have done a very good task of understanding the tax reform law uh, and I think that this train law this Cetera law uh, will further increase confidence that um, of course with a tax cut by 2020 your 30% tax is gonna hit 20% in about um, what was it was it five years or something or ten years so they'll be lowering your taxes uh, that's a good uptrend move for household expenditures household consumption should rise so that means like your defense mechanism is also an offense uh, is also an offensive move meaning URC is a good defense play because um, when the markets are scary people want recession proof names and what's a recession proof name a food manufacturer like a URC does that or uh, a fast food chain like a Jollibee does that you've seen Jollibee break out today hitting 228 with foreign buying I suggest those who don't have it you can still buy at 228 uh, people opine maybe this is just a technical bounce that's also true maybe um, what are the risks in the market there's so many risks um, a while ago I was sharing that there's this Hong Kong protest that just really attacked the JP Morgan banker. I'm not saying that the violence is um, warranted or not, but it's, I mean, yeah, you're fighting for freedom, but you don't use violence to attack people. And the problem here is that um, you're fighting for human rights, but you're also doing a lot of riots and chaos. And Hong Kong is now, um, businesses are really suffering here. In fact, um, I was giving an opinion that, you know, Beijing will let Hong Kong bleed out from within so 
who's hurt the most here is Hong Kong. Hong Kong's economy, Hong Kong's businessmen, not just the landlords, the land developers. So I was saying that I was worried about it. But I, I mean, um, we also saw that um, Boss E.K. Lee, uh, he shared this parang, he shared this video about um, this Aberdeen fund manager who was saying that um, he's worried about the U.S. debt, which is now $124 trillion. Um, yes, that's, that's, you heard me correctly. It's $124 trillion. Uh, and then he's saying that how could the GDP finance all of its promises um, without enough capital to basically pay for everything um, for, for any campaign, for any um, education, healthcare, and so forth. So he was saying that uh, the low interest rates was also penalizing the savers. Um, and he was saying that Asian economies are stronger. And he believes that he's a buyer of emerging market stocks. If you've noticed, I also shared a chart of Richard Driehaus. Uh, I like Richard Driehaus. He's a very good guy. He does investing macro as well, but also does momentum. He shared this chart that EM companies, EM stocks, were at the cheapest they've ever been versus the USA uh, since 2003. 2002 and 2003, that was like the epic bear market levels. Um, that was during the time of after the dot-com bubble and uh, where Asian economies have been. In contrast, Asian companies have excellent balance sheets. We don't just... Um, we have an excellent, uh, but we don't have like deficits. Um, we're trying to minimize our budget deficits. So I think like he's trying to give a fundamental call that if the world did fail, he's saying that the ones that will rebound first would be emerging markets rather than any of the developed markets. He's opining that EM should outperform versus DM. EM is emerging market, DM is developed markets. Now, I would, um, to me personally, it's hard to really be so contrarian. So, I'm, I mean, we like some emerging market names, but um, why am I so afraid? Because just last night or just a, a few, uh, just last morning, I woke up and saw that China just blacklisted like eight surveillance uh, technology companies heading towards this October 10 Trump Xi Jinping meeting. So, I mean, and then Trump goes on to say that these eight companies are abusing human rights, which I think is valid because you could have saw, you know, you could see how the persecution of Muslim minorities and Uyghur women happening in Xinjiang, you know, these things are um, very, very, how should I say this? It's very tragic. So, parang, and then you see that there's a brewing war in Syria and Turkey. So it's hard to be a bull, but I think it's equally hard to be a bear. So like, yeah, you just have to be neutral. Um, on rallies like today, it's, it's a strong day today. I wouldn't mind if you're selling, uh, but if you are shifting your positions to some consumer names because you were never a bull on Jollibee or you were never a bull on URC, I hope that the, the positive move of URC from 143.2, the low of last week, to current high of about 161. That should prove to you that we can bounce 10% in just a matter of days, uh, provided we've got the good themes 
in our head and I think that is a proof that you know this is an off performance URC moved more than 10% when the index was just up about you know 3% from 7.5 to 7.8 so look for leaders look for giant moves uh, and of course it's fine if you're taking profits but um, so we saw like the outperformance or SM Prime I opined that Mega World is just a short-term trade because of the dilution of um, of the perpetual bonds that will be convertible to shares. This is $200 million. Uh, Meg is a trade. It's not, the, to me, it's a trade. It's not a long-term thing. Um, we're heading on to a lot of companies showing earnings. Like next week, Netflix is gonna show their earnings. Today, I shared to you what Apple's doing. So Netflix is spending about 10 to $12 billion a year for content. And um, Apple was said before to just uh, spend a billion dollars and now people are saying opining that hey Apple can burn more cash a billion is not enough they should probably spend six billion dollars and the fact that Apple is just you know um, their subscription services is just six is just five dollars a month whereas Netflix is about thirteen dollars a month it tells you that hey Apple is really being a serious threat here for Netflix and Disney um, you can't, uh, you can't stop a man with so much cash, and that's Apple. So just take a look at, uh, about these developments, and uh, I'll share more. Hope you have a nice day. Thanks.